Whatever. All right. Let's do this. All right. Are you ready? Can you out. dig it? Oh, dude, I heard Degeneration X was getting back together. What? Hi, welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen. I am surprisingly Ricky. And I'm Sean. What's dude, up? I tell you, after the response of last week, I miss Stevie. Like, thank you so much, What do you mean you missed Stevie? He's still there. It's not like... (laughs) And we're very sorry about Stevie. He's... (sighs) The poor man. No, no, no. But but, but him being here, like... I I listened to last last week's episode. Oh, man. It was so good, in my opinion. One of my favorite. I I made sure to, like, tell everybody. I was like, y'all have to check out this one episode. His stories alone... About, you know, Kevin Smith was just absolutely incredible. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. It, so it's, much it's fun. The, it's the luck of the Irish is what it is. I mean, come ah, on. Ah, dadgummit. Exactly. It's, it's I have no. I have nothing. Well, uh, if you believe my mom, I'm, I'm part Irish, but I, I think my mom's crazy. So. Well, well <laughs> I know I know from my, from my uh, mother's side uh, was Irish and from my father's side was Welsh. Look, for if if stories be told, everybody is part Irish around around here. Everybody's part Irish and everybody's part Indian. Other than that, I don't. I, it, it's look. I you get this, get this, get this. Here, here's a crazy one. Somehow, in some way, <clears throat> I am part Jewish, but the part of the family that was Jewish uh, married an Indian and therefore got kicked out of the family. And I think that's the chain that I came from. <laughs> that was is crazy. Yeah. Wow. Craziness. <laughs> craziness. All right. Let's talk about some other craziness. All right. We, we, sorry. First, we're going to be a little sane and then we're going to move into the crazy stuff. So Absolutely. first of all, Sean, I had a question about you. What is your favorite? Now I said helmet, but what is your favorite outfit helmet in the Star Wars universe that is not Vader or Boba Fett. Where where are you going? If you're cosplaying or you're buying some memorabilia that is uniform or helmet related, where are you going? Mm. Hmm. Um, I, I honestly I'd probably uh, dress as a Sith. Just just definitely uh, a Sith Lord. So you're uh, you're would... just buying a black robe, that's it, and a right lightsaber? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it would be it'd be awesome to go with something like uh, you know, uh, a Palpatine type outfit. But but if you want me to pick like a, a recognizable costume that I'm walking out, I, I got to be stormtrooper. Like it would be so much fun just to be stormtrooper. I every con that we go to and the five oh first is there. I am all the time impressed and thoroughly impressed by the outfits they have. My only problem, I'm, I'm too short to be a stormtrooper. Well, here, that that kind of uh, takes me in another direction, and we'll we'll get to the the stormtrooper stuff. But are you more of a uh, face open in, to the public, or are you more of a cover my face and be somebody else? No, I mean, you're I, I not a be, helmet wearer. You're a put the robe gotta, on. And I let's be go. Face open. Man. Really? I gotta be fa- yeah, yeah. Face open, man. I wanna I wanna be able to look somebody in the eye. Hmm. I, I want to, you know, e- either for it to be like to to, you know, 
be scary or to show happiness and shake their hand and, you know, be a happy cosplayer or whatever. But I, I'm, I'm not, I think I would be okay with a little makeup, but yeah, no, sure, no, sure, sure. no, no face shield, no face shield. Um, you know, if I was a stormtrooper, I'd be the one carrying around his helmet. Like he's on break drinking coffee, you know? Oh, you'd be a, you'd be a badass clone trooper then. You'd be like commander Cody or somebody. No, no, no. I want to be the one that like leans on the non-existent rails. Like, what up? <laughs> well, well, that's that's another difference between us. I would go immediately for the face covered. I would be the, you know, Darth Vader's already out. You took Stormtrooper. I would say, you know what I've always been drawn to, and they they were only in one movie, but I always really liked the speeder. Would it be a gun? Speeder? No. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, uh, a, a, a a scout trooper the, the on the speeder bikes. Those helmets oh, yeah. were great. <laughs> yeah. I loved them. Yeah, and I mean yeah. those guys were actually. I think those those guys talked more than any of the armored, you know, Empire because you got that whole movie of them going what what the furry what yeah where's it watch out hey you you know that kind of thing. If I had one of those helmets, I'd think I'd be all right. Um, of course, everybody wants a Vader and a Boba Fett. You, but, you know, it, it's funny that you have a, a strange just topic uh, of Star Wars question because I actually watched Star Wars A New Hope today. And uh, it, I, every now and then I try to throw it on to try to like get Jax to sit still and be like, dude, this is Star Wars. It's important. You need to watch this. And right now he, he keeps thinking that all the droids are BB-8. Like, entire time, he's like, where's BB-8? I'm like, he isn't built yet. So, is he's he BB-8? Like, he, he's not here! You're not in the room! Oh, sorry. Well, he's like, well, where is he? And I'm like, he doesn't exist yet. Yes, but where is he? I'm like, I, <laughs> that's too deep for me to answer, man. No, my, my strange Star Wars question to you is, okay, at, at the end of uh, A New Hope, you know, R2-D2 gets blasted, and he's totally you know, jacked up when, when those guys were like, we got him and go to take care of him. Do you think droids are just plug and play parts or, or did they go, okay, this is R2D2. He's a very smart Android. He's been on our side for a long time. We need to take special care. And like, do, do droids get like surgical procedures where blast points were? No, dude, no. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things I've always loved about Star Wars. How the, in, the entire time, everybody treats the droids like they are, like they are appliances. Everybody does. I mean, they talk to them like, you know, like they're, they're dog appliances of what the androids are, even though they obviously have personalities and feelings and blah 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 they are completely second class citizens to everybody in Star Wars and nobody ever seems to have a problem with it so, and that's, so think- that's just one of those things that that Star Wars got you know so that's what's kind of makes it so alien because I mean that's that's one of those hooks in there you know the the androids and the robots in, in the in the movies that of course we don't have they treat them in such a way that it seems alien. Like, why would they be treating them like this? But it's all sub, sub uh, subtextual. Like yeah, they don't absolutely. they don't overtly ever state that. It's just something you get watching it. Like, oh, so, well, well, so they're just think, androids. So you think R two gets blasted and then they just plug and play a bunch of parts before he rolls out at the end of the movie, all 
fixed and bright and shiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they luckily they they made the smart choice of not going really in deep like oh let's show the surgery and let's oh we need this part and oh we gotta save the if we can't save this part we lose who we are to what no they don't do any of that they hand wave all that and go oh he's fixed you know and, and you don't need to do that because that begs these kind of questions that's that imagination fuel they got right um you but, know. but i'm asking that question so they left me wanting a little more that gummit <laughs> well that's what it's supposed to do okay all right um but Related to that, I still have more Star Wars stuff because... Uh, did we talk about last week John Favreau's picture? I think we did. Yes. Well, yes, we covered that. There's some more that came out. John Favreau left another picture, and I'd already seen some speculation about the first picture. Uh, the Maldorian, um, which they had a live the action... Mandalorian. Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, they had a, a live action shot of dude in outfit and uniform and all that with a... With a gun sticking, um, gun a gun butt sticking up from his back. Okay. And uh, there was some speculation that we have seen that before from a very odd place, and it was confirmed with this new picture. John Favreau showed a picture of the weapon this uh, Mandalorian is carrying, and so Sean, do you know the canon for? Well, I say canon. Do you know the actual first appearance of Boba Fett? Uh. The comic book, was it 32 or something no, like very that? very close, very close. No? It was the animated Star Wars special. There was a section of it where it was animated and had Boba Fett in there carrying this very weird, long, alien-looking sniper rifle. Okay, so are you the, talking about the Christmas special? Yes, that's where Boba Holy... Fett's first appearance was. There was an animated that's... short in there. No wonder nobody knew. And that rifle is the rifle out of that cartoon. <laughs> wow. Yeah, very, wow. very weird. Well, John Favreau deserves to recreate it because he actually had to sit through that show in order to see it. So props to him. Now, did you did you see that when it came out? I no, did. Remember, we, we discussed this uh, many, many, many podcasts ago. Like uh, during the first few, I remember we discussed this and... You had told me, well, you know it's on YouTube. And uh, since then, I have actually went and attempted to watch it. Yeah, attempted. Uh, attempt, attempted. And I was just like, I, you know, I can't. Did uh, you get to the Wookiee it, Dad watching porn? Uh, I think that's where I turned it off. <laughs> I think that's where I turned it off. Like, the Wookiee stuff was just like, I I can't do it, man. It, it, it's worse than watching Michael Scott on The Office. It's so cringe. Hey, whenever I was a kid, we ate that up. I know, I know, I understand how it looks today. But, kid, I mean, like, so there was a couple things as a kid you're like, uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> One of those where you're like, I don't want to say this is bad because then I might not get to see whatever's which, next, so I'll just is, say it's good. Which is the weirdest thing. I mean... Star Wars had come out. Star Wars came out a year after I was born and, and played in theaters for two or three years. I never saw it in the theater. I saw it when it came to TV. And then, so before Empire came out, they made this Christmas special that year and had all this crazy... B. Arthur's in there as the mother of the guy who ran the cantina or something. It's... 
It's all janked up. I don't know what George was smoking. Was it was it B. Arthur or Peter Griffin? No, it was B. <laughs> no, I got it. No, it was B. Arthur. But, uh, you know, and then they kind of went, well, just watch Empire. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and we're back to, we're back to uh, running on all cylinders in Empire and Return of the Jedi. Um, but, yeah, that's just a weird bump in time. Just strange stuff going on when I was a kid. Um, speaking of strange stuff going on, did you know that this Halloween, apparently a store has been zombified and is possibly being resurrected? Um, yes. I've heard about this. Toys more R like Us. A, more like a parasite than a zombie. Yeah, exactly. Toys R Us, who died last year, died, yes. put, a, put a stake in it. Put a stake in this with Jeffrey's Toy Box. <laughs> yeah, pop-up stores, basically. Store in store. Yeah, I don't know and, how I feel about well, this. From from what I've read, well, well, let's compare articles that we had read uh, since we had no shared link. Uh, what I had read was the theory was it's going to attach to maybe Target and or Best Buy, which would resurrect that and help the either you know i don't see it being target I, I really don't target is where i go for toys as it is uh when i want to buy stuff for jacks i go to target but i could definitely see a symbiotic relationship between toys r us and best buy like you already have pop-up samsung stores microsoft stores apple stores in there why not go on and just try to keep your doors open and you know, bring in Jeffrey's toy box that I, I think that something like that would work. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of reading the same kind of information store within a store concept, a pop-up store, instead of being like, if you don't know what a pop-up store is, it's like spirit of Halloween that pops up in the carcasses of old, you know, best buys and, uh, toys R us apparently as well. Um, they're talking about probably, a branding marketing idea of say your Walmart Walmart has its own toy section and whatever or Target is it's fine but instead of just being you know oh we've got our toys highlighted suddenly there's a rebranding within the store you know big uh, bombastic Jeffrey's yeah. toy bar, you know, and right. have large I, I advertising, that. and the it's quartered off, and you might have some yeah. doors and Jeffrey's the tile image, that changes. Kind of thing. Yeah, 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 and 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 the aisles have this thing, and it's you know, it, it's just a booster enhancement to a store. I, I could see, you know, trying to get that feeling because that that feeling of walking into a Toys R Us and seeing the way it was set up and all that was magical as a kid. Um, I don't know that you could recapture it with doing this, but it's worth a I shot. I mean, I I, I'm not going to... Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, if it could give the shot in the arm to a store like Best Buy... I, I used to love Best Buy. I used to spend hours just walking the aisles of Best Buy back in my single days when it was just, you know, hey, I want something to do. I'll go to Best Buy and wander around for a while now that I have family, you know, if there was something like Jeffrey's Toy Box, it would definitely bring me to the store and have me in there searching rather than, hey, why go to the store when I can just get it on Amazon? If if I knew I could go to a one-stop shop and 
everybody in the family could be entertained by going to the toy section or whatever, I, I think it would definitely be a shot in the arm for Best Buy. I, I would like to see that that partnership occur. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and Sean. Speaking of a partnership. <laughs> let me let me ask you. What's probably this? What is probably the smartest thing that DC and Warner Brothers could do to reinvigorate their movie franchise? Their 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 limping along movie franchise. Perhaps hire a creative, imaginative, and talented director. You know that's a very smart idea. If if only somebody who had experience in taking quirky movie or uh, comic ideas and reinvigorating life into them in such a way with his own kind of flavor that uh, people suddenly are interested in something that never had this kind of interest before. Well, it looks like James Gunn, who has been let off the leash, may be tying himself to Suicide Squad. This... I I am on board. I, I mean, I, I, am, I am full on... Let's ride this train hardcore, pedal to the metal, because I think Suicide Squad and James are a great fit. A well, great of course fit. they are, because the the very movie the, Suicide Squad was predicated on the fact of Guardians of the Galaxy doing so well. It's the only reason the first Suicide Squad exists. I guarantee it. I would put money on it. So to get James Gunn helming and directing and possibly giving him the keys. Now, nobody has said this, but if Warner Brothers and DC make the smart move, James Gunn, they'll get out of James Gunn's way and they will not only have him write, have him direct, and have him take over the Zack Snyder role in the DC universe. Let his creative juices flow Get the hell out of his way and let James Gunn pour out all over all your movies. Yeah. I mean, it's it's basically like hiring a coach from the other team. He knows the scheme for winning. He he, I think I think if you put him in the right role, give him the right set of power. I think you could definitely be on the path to correcting some flaws. And don't get me wrong, I want James Gunn back at Marvel. I absolutely do. But it's not going to happen. They've stated, Disney stated it's not going to happen. It's it's just not going to happen. So I say throw James Gunn in there to give Marvel the finger and show him what he can do. I'm on board. I'm on board. I mean, I'm on board fully behind. You know, this goes to prove that I, I have no problem with DC. I just want to get behind a movie that I actually feel is being done right. And with James Gunn at the helm, it it would finally be a proven person that has been proven to produce good quality movies at the helm, you know, perfectly at the helm from the beginning. No no offense to Joss Whedon or Zack Snyder for for their roles. I, I love them both individually, but I, your, your conglomeration that you did... <laughs> Made both of you look fall short of uh, both of your talents. I, right, I and, believe and, that. But and don't get us wrong. It's not. I I truly do not believe it's Zack Snyder or it's Joss Whedon or it's it, it, it's Warner it, Brothers. It's Warner Brothers. And 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 I would I would point you to the fact 
that Patty Jenkins, director of Wonder Woman, had to fight tooth and nail ridiculously, hilariously hard to keep the most important scene in that movie, the No Man's Land scene, Suits said cut it. It does nothing for the movie. Patty Jenkins literally nearly had to say, if you take this out, I quit. I take everything with me. And she was right. Warner Brothers is proven itself that it cannot handle what it's trying to do. You're you're hiring the right people. Let them do their jobs. Yeah. I I just don't get them. I do not get how they can have years and years of doing the same thing and expecting a different result. The actual definition of insanity. Fans and podcasters and YouTubers and critics have said from the beginning, if you wear a suit, stay out of the way. And they do not hear that. Like, I do not understand why they don't hear it. Are they so smug? Are they so arrogant? Are they so full of themselves that they do not believe that the millions upon millions of people, the ones that are filling the theaters for Marvel movies, making them billion-dollar films, do not understand what they want to see that, huh, I'm an executive at Warner Brothers, and even though I've been told for the past 10 years that all my decisions have been crap, I don't believe it. Well, but that's... Okay, so that also begs the question, of though, do these same people not care about the money they're putting into um, their, their, an, their animated arm or their TV arm? Because DC Animated, which Warner Brothers does, is amazing. Uh, DC on TV isn't just, it's okay. The Flash is an amazing show. It is great. It, it has fun with itself, and it's fun. I mean, Probably even, different suits, man. Different it, suits. Well, I mean, they're still they're still in there. I mean, that that that's a company wide mentality. That's not just that's not just these movie people here are are in a vacuum, and the rest of the world doesn't exist. I mean, that's a whole company, and they're mm-hmm. doing it right over here. I I don't see how you can be somebody looking for success and not look right under your nose at what's going on. Well, hopefully with the addition of James, uh, things get on the correct path and and we can see a a quality Suicide Squad 2 film. So let me ask you this, Sean. Switching over to Marvel, Mm -hmm. what what do you think about a Black Widow movie? I'm 110% on board with this. Um, when, when, When we seen this article that, you know, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow film, $15 $15 million. I told, I looked at Michelle and I was like, we read the article at the same time. I was like, if anybody deserves it, it's totally Scarlett Johansson. She has been so amazing for the Marvel series. Black Widow, you know, who has, who has been everywhere since Iron Man 2, she has made appearances in multiple films. Her character, I thought she is one that has pulled straight from the comic book page and I fully am on board with a Black Widow film. Definitely one of the strongest females in in the MCU, if not, you know, arguably the strongest. You know, I I gotta I gotta say, Okoye holds her own very very well. I still can't believe that's Michonne. That's crazy. Um, I I'm a hundred percent behind it. 
as long as good director, good writer. Just like any other... And I trust Marvel with this. I'm not saying yeah. that I'm... It, it's just... Who... Just, who, here's who, the who way, have here's they named the a director yet? Like, who's uh, directing? I, I do not know if they've named a director, but, but when I think back to why someone uh somebody in one of the comments was like why do we need a scarlett johansson black widow film and it takes me back to avengers the scene where black widow totally goes in and dupes the god of mischief loki with her storytelling with her ability to just strangely manipulate i i would love to see a movie of her learning these skills, her excelling at these skills as a as a teenager, you know, to become the master assassin Black Widow that she is, she had to go through so much extensive training and probably be so much better than everybody else in her class. Uh, I definitely think there's a story there for that, and I think it would be fun to watch her her learning these skills, her, you know. I don't know. It would just be awesome. I, I think. I think there's a lot of. Yeah, story I mean, there. there's there is story there. I mean, I'd love to see, um, you know, a standalone Black Widow movie that involves the uh, the Red Guardian and who is her ex husband uh, and uh, and like Crimson Dynamo and the whole uh, Soviet super soldier kind of thing and possibly even a look back at when she encountered Bucky because you could easily have the Winter Soldier in this movie, of yes. course. Yes, you know, yes. Uh, I don't think an origin is the way to go with it. I, I think there needs to be a modern story that tie- that has ties to her past would be the smarter way to go rather than let's, let's I, not do an origin movie. I mean, there's I no reason hope, for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't need, um, well... I don't know, man. It, it, do you, are you going to tell you know parts of her past through flashbacks? Because definitely, fla- yeah, the, def- definitely. I mean, I would want to see because the flashback film, man. The flashback film for me is always a little iffy. I I think you should buy into one or the other. I I, I have trouble following the editing of flashback films um, unless they're done real well. Which I don't put past Marvel to do one very well, but flashback films, uh, t- telling multiple stories at the same time, still keeping the audience engaged through every single cut, uh, backwards and forwards in time, and, and allowing them to know where the flow of one story to the next is going, sometimes can be proven difficult. Well, I'm for, not. I'm not saying it needs to be memento, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it'd be cool to have. Like the part where she mentions running into the Winter Soldier before, or even being trained by the Winter Soldier, not knowing it's him, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm down. I'm down. But Let's uh, do it. yeah, I, I'm definitely excited for it, and I'm I'm so glad that Scarlett Johansson is getting, you know, this this money that's on par uh, with with anybody who's held their own movie, and uh, another Marvel movie. Bring it on, love it. I mean, we're having to wait till <sighs> March. March, yeah, March, March, uh, okay. March for the Marvel. I can do this. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about um, some more movie stuff. Jared Leto, Morbius, still uh, moving heard. into production with the success of Venom. Venom did what eighty million dollar weekend plus twenty nine uh, over the weekend and a couple other things. Now, Venom, it, it's not on our list, but Venom is kind of a controversial movie. I've seen plenty of people. 
go, it sucks. I cannot believe they did this. And look at the critic review of these movies. And I've seen plenty of people go, oh my God, this is absolutely great. I wish Spider-Man was in it, but it's fun. Tom Hardy is great. Man, I don't know about this movie. <laughs> it is, I mean, it is, it is it, controversial. So, honestly, I'll probably grab a big thing of popcorn and a Coke and I'll sit down and I'll probably enjoy myself because I think Tom Hardy brings a lot to the screen and I love the character of Venom. It may not be the story I want. It it may not be, you know, ha- tell the tale that I want to see and the suit may not do exactly what I want. But at the end of the day, you get to say there's a Venom movie. There is a Venom movie. That is just mind-blowing. And they actually brought an A-list actor in for it. So before I can say a thing, I need to go see it. And I am so glad that it has had at least enough success to start production on Morbius. Yeah, and Which is just, once again, I mean, uh, whenever I saw the article reminding me that Jared Leto is going to be Morbius... He's a great actor. I don't know what they're going to do mm-hmm. with Morbius as a character, though. I mean, I know you, you're you excited about it. I and, am And I'm fine with it. it. I'm, I'm very much fine with it. <clears throat> but now, they have not went ahead and greenlit a sequel to Venom yet that I've seen. Now, of course, they tease some characters at the end of that movie. So, yeah. what, Well, I mean, I had heard that time Tom Hardy had signed a trilogy contract. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I'm sure a lot of that is predicated on the success of whatever previous film comes out. But but I definitely think there is a there is a Morbius story to be told. This is one where I think you have to have Tom Holland. You need if you want to tell this movie without so much Spider-Man, I think you can do that. You can't avoid Spider-Man 100% because I think you need him for your your third act. I really do. But you could have a lot of Peter Parker and Michael Morbius interactions and possibly throw in some other names that we already know. Maybe maybe you work in an Octavius, you know, into something like this. And I don't know about that. Remember, why not? Remember, why not? Remember the Amazing Spider-Man Two or whatever it was? Or I'm just talking they had about all those a characters. Name. I'm talking the... about a name. I'm uh, talking about a name. Uh, don't you just? Mm, I, I think uh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I'm down for Morbius. So you brought up Tom Holland. So I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Have you seen any of the set photos from Far From Home? I'm staying away from them. Okay, away from. because yep. uh, some of the suit photos look exciting. Uh, the newest suit reveal, which yeah, are very does. clear photos, look look great. Um, I've seen that. I've okay. seen those, unfortunately, and I'm very excited. Oh, very good. Excited yes, yes. So you saw the newest, the newest outfit, the black. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I thought it looked great. Um, uh, all right, we, we, we'll we'll go on to the next subject. And we'll talk. Quit talking about spoilers. Blah. Um, Batwoman, Cassandra, or uh, what is it? Cassie Kane is coming to the DC universe uh, on TV. The the mm-hmm. the, the Berlantiverse, Berlantiverse, um, and she looks great. Uh, she's hitting yeah. in this new crossover, um, and she looks very very much the comic book cat, uh, Batwoman. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those suits where there's a lot of intricacies in it, and they left them there. They 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 drew it straight out of the comic book, 
I, I think it's a great looking costume. Um, See, and, and I'm excited about what this. I, I, I think it looks a, a higher quality than a lot of uh, Berlanti verse DC. I think I think it looks very high quality. Yeah, and you know the Flash is switching over to the comic book suit this season, um, and and the first episode's already out, I believe. I, I haven't watched it yet, but uh, and, and this being very comic book, um, Arrow, Arrow's been Arrow forever, so I mean I won't go there. Um, but Legend Legends is always bat bat crap crazy. So I love that you know we're getting more Constantine on there. Constantine just had a new movie come out, DC animated once again, which I haven't watched. And uh, but I'm kind of excited for what this means for the Batman franchise in TV. Now they've also announced that Gotham, its last season, is going to feature um, Bruce Wayne in the suit. Um. Batwoman has to it can't exist in a vacuum. Therefore, they they may not explain where Batwoman gets her, you know, gets everything from. It may be an Elseworlds thing where they pull her mm-hmm. over. I don't know. I, I'm excited that this makes me very excited for Berlanti verse stuff. I can't wait to see it. Absolutely. And now I know you didn't watch this, Sean. Uh, I did have the opportunity. I was in the middle of doing something, and somehow a notification popped up on my phone. It might have been Twitter or something like that. I, I didn't have it set, but the new Doctor Who starts in like two minutes. I was like, oh, well, hell, I'm free. <laughs> so I watched the premiere of the new season of Doctor Who with the, um, I don't remember her name, but the newest, the first female <laughs> the fe- doctor. Female doctor. Yes. 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 Uh, it was okay. It was a good, good show. I mean, I, I wasn't sit there you know, I wasn't the internet sitting there like uh, with a uh, yeah, eating my popcorn in rage. Ah! You know, I gave it a I gave it a shot, and it was it was okay. I mean, first episode, just like any other first episode of a first new Doctor. It, it was, feeling things out. Yeah, feeling it was okay. Yeah. It was passable. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. There was nothing tripping over that was like, oh, this is it. It's ruined. It's blah, blah. no. I mean, it felt like. A new Doctor episode, and and as the season goes on, I'm sure it will be something that is absolutely fine and be somebody's favorite Doctor. And we're starting, we're starting again. It's all fine. Everything's fine. Watch it. You make your decision. I liked it. It was okay. That's awesome. I'll give it a whirl. I'll, I'm just having to skip over. I, am I gonna? Am I gonna be disappointed if I just skip some Capaldi stuff? I mean, because. Just Capaldi just never I, drew I will me in. be disappointed in you, but no, I, I understand Capaldi is not without. Like I said, Capaldi reminded me of John Pertwee, um, you know, the Second Doctor. So I was comfortable with him the whole time. I mean, I, I thought right. he was great, and the yeah. plus the fact that he comes from you know the same area as as David Tennant. You know, he's a Scotsman as well, so <laughs> it's fine. Oh. Oh my goodness. All right. All right. On to something else that when this article came out, I started reading a ton of comments and, and I I am, I am going to be, imagine this against the grain, 100%. When, when the news dropped that Iron Fist got the ax and would no longer continue as a Netflix, you know, Marvel Netflix uh, series, Everybody was smiley faces on uh, Facebook and ha-has and 
this, you know, it, it should have never been made this way and all this. You know what? I, I think I think they canceled it because Disney streaming is about to start taking over. Disney needs to start canceling some contracts with Netflix. They need to start moving some stuff over. Look, I, I know the vast majority of people believe, and, and Rick, you may be one of them, that, that Iron Fist is the weakest of the Netflix Marvels. I, I do not believe this. I, I do not believe it at all. I think a lot of the writing uh, that people mistook in the, uh, the first season for Lazy uh, really was just the, the writer's feelings of Danny being a naive person that had just totally been off the radar for 20 plus years and coming back and he's always awkward everything he says is badly delivered i i really think that that's them trying to say that danny rand is a very awkward socially awkward inept person to be dealing with the situations that he had at hand at that time the second season he is totally on point the writing is better the choreography is better I definitely get a better feel from Iron Fist Season 2 and Season 1 combined than I do from Luke Cage and, honestly, from Jessica Jones Season 2. That's just me. I do not think that... I, I don't get the hate. I really don't. Too many comments were just... This was a joke to begin with. I am so glad they're finally coming to their senses and getting rid of this crap. And I wanted to be like... I think they're just pulling back. I think I think this was the first one to drop. I think this was the first one to get chopped. But I think they'll all eventually get that chop, and they'll all be over at Disney streaming, making money for Disney, and hopefully we get to keep something at Marvel Netflix. We get to keep something like that over there. But I, I think you move Luke Cage and Iron Fist. I bet you anything Luke Cage is the next one to get the axe. And you move a Heroes for Hire TV series over on your Disney streaming, and you'll have just as much fun over there. I haven't seen season two yet. Based on season one, it should have got the axe. But, I mean, if season two is on point, uh, uh, that's fine. I mean, from from the get-go, Iron Fist had, had, had problems. And I could see, uh, and for goofy reasons. Um, now, first of all, after seeing the show, the show wasn't that great. I mean, it honestly wasn't. I mean, the fighting chore- the fight choreography was bad. Um, they obviously didn't use uh, Finn Jones in some parts. They had a stand-in. I mean, the way the camera, would, the angles during the fighting, they just didn't do that show justice. Don't get me wrong. Colleen and Misty are great in the show. And um, I think some people are right. They should, you know, if they're getting rid of this show, they should have a Daughters of the Dragon show, which would be great. I'd love it. Well, but, um, like I said, I haven't even watched the second season. It just, the first season left kind of a bad taste in my mouth, I'll be honest. And I just haven't given it a chance. And that may be what a lot of people have thought. And that may be why it got canceled. It could be all our fault. Who knows? But, um, I don't bemoan it. I mean, I'm ready to see another Defender series I'm excited for. I'm, 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 cannot wait until Daredevil Season 3 hits. Yeah. Amazing. We're getting that real soon. Yeah. Real soon. Um, you know, and if they just consolidated, like Danny just shows up and is part of, what if they didn't cancel it? What if it's Power Man and Iron Fist? 
That's, <laughs> That's what I was saying. You know, you just move it over to Heroes for Hire. I mean, I, I really think that's what's going to happen. I think, I think we'll we'll lose Luke Cage and we're going to lose Iron Fist and they're going to reappear magically in 2019 on the Disney streaming app with a Heroes for Hire TV series. I, I think it sounds like a great idea. Yeah, sounds good. So, what else sounds good? Uh, Coogler being rehired for Black Panther 2 sounds excellent. Yeah, but was this ever really a question? I mean, come on. This, this When I read this, I was like, it was like, oh, Coogler rehired for Black Panther. And well, had yeah. Exclamate. Well, dude, yeah, yeah, but come on. Anybody with any common sense goes, well, yeah, this man seriously is about to bring home some hardware from the Oscars. I fully believe it. I believe he's bringing home some hardware. He is going to bring that home. If anybody deserves it, 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 it is Ron Coogler. He has done an amazing job, an amazing job with, with Black Panther. The other day, we were watching it for like the 15th time around my house and still at the end when... Black Panther and Killmonger are having their moment, having their discussion in their final fight. You have to stop and you're like, you sit down in your chair and you're like, I have to watch this. I am so drawn to this. This, this part of the story is so well done. The, the, the orchestration of their, their battling their you know, when the train comes and they're talking to each other and just, it's so well done. You don't even really think of it as a comic book film. This is an incredible story that is told through comic book characters. I mean, I think hiring him obviously is a no questions. We should all be very excited and thankful that nobody lost their minds and made a horrible choice. They just went with the smart one for once. The question of Coogler coming back is... I think it was in question because, you know, he's been so successful. Black Panther is an amazing film. I mean, like I've we we we've been over the points of this film, but I mean, the, he accomplished so much, so well in that film. Um, it, it's it's either, I mean, well, it's number two. I mean, Infinity <laughs> War's number one. It, it's my number two film of the Marvel movie franchise. Um, but on top of that, all of his other films, especially like Creed, and he just had Creed Two is coming. Um, the, the star is on the rise. I mean, and it's not just you know a rising tide. It is it is a rocket. Um, so it, it was a question for him to you know is this something you're going to are you want to do you know this is the point in time when a director kind of does their own thing. I've got this project I want to do. I've been successful. I want to go ahead and use my capital I've earned to do the project I'm ready to do. And if he chooses... I think that is Black Panther for him. Well, if he chooses Black Panther 2 for that creative energy, everybody wins. (laughs) Because if it's anything like the first, I'll, I'll take 10 of them. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. Um... So, also, New York Comic Con happened. Um, I don't have a lot from there. I did send you some Dragon Ball Z stuff to look at. Not that I had anything particular to talk about. If you want to look at that link, I'm going to actually talk about some Transformers stuff that happened. I already already looked at the link. Well, let's hit that first. Did you have anything you want to talk about? Oh, SH Figuarts, you know, Dragon Ball Super uh, line of 
animation or uh, action figures look absolutely incredible. The the Brawly, the Super Saiyan Brawly. Yes. Look, oh my goodness, I want that. With I those want effect that. parts everywhere. Yes, with the effect parts. Oh my goodness. You know, I am I am so excited for Dragon Ball Super movie Broly uh, this coming December. It, it is going, it's something that I hope is widespread enough that a theater near me is going to carry it. I am going to be there. Like that's one of those that is up there with a Marvel film for me. You know, I've I've watched every Dragon Ball Z movie in the theater that has been in theaters. Uh, I don't mind driving to see it. That's that's my love and my passion for Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, uh, Dragon Ball anything in general <laughs> except for GT. Um, I'm thoroughly excited, and I think. You know, showing these action figures and the detail that's in them really gives you a feel for the type of movie that we're going to have coming to us soon. And they blew it out of the water. I, I cannot wait. So, I've completely forgotten. And I know where it's from. I know it's from Return of Fusion. But Gotenks and his stupid ghost attack. What? What? Where did the ghost attack come from? Because I saw this. I saw the figure, and I was like, "Oh my god! I forgot about those stupid ghosts." Well, he did that in the Boo Saga. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The Super Kamikaze Ghost Attack. Yep. Oh, you can my. do that in the video game as well. Jesus, that is love, that is amazing, man. I love Gotenks. It's awesome. So, explain this to me. So, how do Goku and Vegeta get the Pataras back since they were destroyed? Do what? In Dragon Ball Super, I know they go Vegito again. Right. I thought uh, they couldn't do it again, and I thought they couldn't separate if they did. Uh, in, in the words of River Song, spoilers. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I can't say get. That. I knew I, you'd I say can't, that. I no, can't it's fine. Get, I knew that was yeah. the answer I expected. Yeah. Damn it. I, I can't. I can't give you that answer. All um, right. What I what I can give you an answer for is do I have local hall and the answer oh, is yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Where whoa. are you going? Oh, 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 oh! My bad. Holy crap! Yeah. I know, I know it's not your thing, but I did want I'm to sorry. talk about I'm it sorry. this week. No, we skipped no. it for like three weeks. It's all right. No, 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 Sean. If we want to push it off again because you don't you don't like it. I have no problem with Transformers. In fact, yesterday, yesterday. I almost picked up uh, Hot Rod, Devastator, and Starscream. Bull, dude, they're all all. There's there's probably twenty of them each at my Walmart. Uh, I'm not even lying. There's, so there's uh, at least, let me ask. Yeah, there's at least I know ten to twelve Devastators. There's three rows of Starscreams, and there was probably a shelf and a half of probably eight to ten deep of Hot Rod. Well, you need to be looking because there are reports actually of people picking them up for $15 each where they've been priced at Walmart that way, which is almost really? half price. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they, they were not that. They were they were, 35, were the, 30 and $45. So were the Devastators on an end cap or were they in the middle of the shelf with the Hot Rod and Starscream? In the middle of the shelf, dead okay. beside, but, right in between Starscream because and Hot Rod. I've actually seen pictures of Walmarts with end caps of Devastators and have like 30 on the shelf. 30 Devastators. I, I had to save the that, picture. That's the thing. So so do you feel that if I wait for my next payday, there'll still be stuff there, won't there? Yes, absolutely I mean, there be will gone? be. 
Absolutely there will be. But here's the thing. So all the collectors in the community, because I'm in the Transformers community, are looking for these things. And sometimes they don't come mm-hmm. out somewhere. Or But everybody's saying, I got mine, I got mine. You know, and my local Walmart still has, you know, eight hot rods on the shelf, you know, four star screams. They, my local Walmart is not getting the Devastator. I actually had to go to uh, our Newport Walmart to get mine. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, they are here. They're, they're everywhere. And they don't look like they are moving as of yet. So... I don't think in the next couple of weeks, if, if you, you could sit on it and go, do I want it? Do I not want it? Do what I want to do? I think you're fine. But once we start getting to the yeah. holiday season and this more and more G1 that I'm about to talk about stuff comes up, I think as awareness goes up, I think those will start to disappear or they may unfortunately go on clearance real quick because Walmart has right. been known to do. Um, so, so don't if, sit on them too long. Yeah, don't sit on them too long. If you even get a whiff of a clearance, you probably should take probably the first one. Don't wait for, well, wait till they're half price. But um, what I wanted to talk about was, number one, uh, this Bumblebee movie trailer came out, and the first one was very cryptic, didn't have a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. It was very upfront about, oh, this is a 80s, uh, what Bumblebee was doing on Earth before in the Michael Bay movies and blah, blah, blah. And then they a little bit of the next line of Transformers called Siege on, Siege on Cybertron was shown um, at uh, uh, like San Diego Comic Con or whatever. But uh, they didn't show a lot though. So mm-hmm. in comes New York Comic Con. In comes the second and third Bumblebee trailer. Bumblebee trailer, as we talked about, has G one very G one. Transformers on Cybertron. Now, funny enough, a lot of these reveals from New York Comic Con match those models shown in that trailer. And speculation is that Siege on Cybertron, the new line that's coming out, that is uh, the refresh uh, of, like, the last one was, not Titan's Return, uh, Power of the Primes, um, that they are finally doing what we've been wanting them to do for a while. They're going to tie the movie and the Generations toy line together. They will re- they will run concurrently where one is related to the other. You will go see the Bumblebee movie. Kids will pick up their movie Bumblebee toy, but they will also see these G1 Transformers in that and pick up the Siege on Cybertron figures as well. Which is Good a very- way to maximize your profit. Exposure. Very, yes, very well. And on top of that, uh, they've got these G1 inspired re-releases coming out. Um, you know, and those do, they do that because of marketing and very smart uh, uh, use of money. They can, they already have these molds. They are already paid for the molding. In fact, in G1, they never even paid for the tooling for these molds because these are all Diaclone molds. <laughs> so... All they got to do is pour the plastic in and put them in a package and sell them, which is a lot cheaper than, than making a new toy. And But they're still doing that on top of that, but they, they, they're they getting a little money ahead of that. So the, the toys they showed look great. Um, there is a wonderful, like almost, the, the new toy line coming out is almost perfect G, G1 redone in modern modern articulation everything like Soundwave is very recognizably Soundwave has an eject on the chest uh Starscream and it was been the only jet shown but he's a tetrajet 
meaning the three-winged jet off of the original cartoon. Um, some of the figures they've announced will have their hover mode from the cartoon when they were on Cybertron, like Jazz and Wheeljack and Bumblebee had, had that. Uh, Shockwave they showed has uh, is very, very G1 Shockwave. Um, most excitingly for, for some of us toy collectors, that the for the first time since G1, they are doing a reflector figure. Which was, if you remember nice. the cartoon, was the camera that, that, that right. transformed into three different robots. Well, I had this. I had that. Oh, you got the Mail-Away Reflector too? I mean, you had yeah. to. You had, yeah, it, I remember. It wasn't no, sold at stores. You had to, yeah. I got that as a Christmas gift um, because I'd pointed it out, and I believe my aunt had done all the work. She did all the legwork and ordered that for me, and it was a Christmas gift. Yeah, which is something I, I wish they would bring back. So back in the day in G1, uh, you had robot points that came on the back of your toy. You would cut them out, and it would say, right. save these for certain you know specials. Well, they had little inserts, and you could order... Um, the uh, original Omnibots and Reflector, which weren't sold in stores. They came in OEM packaging. They didn't have a box with artwork. They were just a mailer box. Yep. And Reflector was a camera that had three robots, uh, Spectro, Viewfinder, and Spyglass were their names. And they all came in one package. I I'm telling this to get to a point. And uh, they were all different characters. Now, on the show, they were all the same character, and one of them had, a, had the glass section in the middle well they are doing this in this current line where each row there have three different robots and they can all merge into a camera but they are all sold separately <laughs> you have to hunt down three of these things to make a camera so guess automatically what the most expensive character is going to be in that line because everybody is going to try to buy three of these and I guarantee yeah. they are not packaged six a case. Oh, so if, so if you see crazy, a reflector, Steve. Sean, if you see a reflector figure for Caesar Cybertron, buy me one or two if you see them, and I will just All pay right. you. I Deal. will just pay you. Deal. 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 All right. Uh, I will. I'll. I'll be looking. And uh, also one now. one other thing before we move on, uh, this line will be the line that uh, now I've already gotten. They have Titan-class figures, which are the huge, huge figures, the biggest ones, like the biggest Transformer ever made was Fort Ma Fortress Maximus. They redid him for uh, Titan's Return. Uh, I got him. Uh, big, huge box. I mean, a monster box. I mean, it, it weighs like pounds and pounds. The, last year, they did Trypticon, which is the, the huge dinosaur uh, Decepticon base, uh, with this line. And they didn't announce it, but they showed uh, the tank... Uh, Omega Supreme is going to be in this line. And he is going to be huge. Huge. That'll be awesome. So, that's coming. That I'm done. That is awesome. That's all the Transformers I have for this week. Alright, man. Well, uh, moving on to Oklahoma, I finally... I, uh... I, uh... Finally bought something off Facebook Marketplace for the first time. Ah. Yes. Um... <clears throat> I, uh... I I I am I am very cheap when it comes to I guess my uh, midlife crisis and I decided it would be a good idea to go out and buy a skateboard which <laughs> I hadn't done in over 20 years. 
Yeah, Sean, that sounds like a great idea. It's not like you have a job and the kids take care of and need a broken ankle or a, a wrist. No, go ahead. Hey, no, go ahead. I've already been doing. I've already been doing ollies in the house, man. Look, I, it's I been it's been raining like crazy, and I've been I've been uh, you know you've been doing it. You know, I've been been playing a little. I, I'm I've only fallen once. I've only fallen once, and Michelle was right behind me, and she was like, "You cannot do this." And I was like, I got this. No worries. But yeah, I, I picked up an awesome deal, man. It, it was Whether I ride it every single day or not, I want to have a skateboard. It, it, it is something that riding a, a board of some type has been something that I have I've done for so many different times through different parts of my life. I, I used to skateboard. I have great memories from like, 13 to like 16 and 17 of a certain clique of my friends always went skateboarding. And I, I remember going over to their houses and crashing and riding skateboards through places I shouldn't have been riding skateboards. And then as I got older into college, I moved on to wakeboarding. I was quite good at wakeboarding. And that led me to when I got stationed in Utah and I picked up snowboarding and I, I uh, I'm pretty dadgum good at snowboarding. I ain't gonna toot my own horn, but I can hold my own on a skate uh, on a snowboard. So when when I wanted to do something else, I needed to do something outside. I'm not really a bicyclist. I seen a skateboard on the marketplace, and I was like, I gotta jump all over this. Um, the guy had over 250 in parts alone, and I paid 40 <sighs> bucks for it. So, you know, eh, I, I'm not gonna do anything too stupid. I, I don't plan on building, you know a ramp in my garage or anything, but as far as riding down, but to you've the thought about it. Learn- well, I mean, obviously, I, I cause you just said it. it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Um, but, but you know, as far as riding down, uh, to my mailbox and doing a few kick flips on the way down there, I think it's just fine. I'm not going to do anything stupid. Uh, I'm excited though. Awesome. Well, I did not do any Facebook marketplace this week. I didn't do anything except, um, Sean, did you like the movie Wreck-It Ralph? It was okay. Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, I don't. I cannot say I've sat down and watched the entire thing in a single setting, but I've seen enough of it to know it's a good movie. Okay. Well, <clears throat> Disney. Uh, I mean, it, I, I love the movie. Me and my kids love the movie. Uh, we just watched it again today. Um, so Fix It Felix Junior is the game that Wreck-It Ralph comes out of. And somebody did the smartest thing in the world. Do you know the little arcade games that Walmart has now? The actual ones that have an LCD oh, screen yeah. in them that actually yeah, yeah, yeah. have the game really good yes. that they still haven't done yeah. a Pac-Man for, which makes me insane. Pac-Man is still the old goofy looking one. But like uh, uh, Joust and, and Rampage, those are all actual mm-hmm. sixty the, the 8-bit games in those little machines. Well, yeah, those have, awesome. they've all been pre-existing games until the number 12. They released Fix-It Felix Jr. on this little arcade game thing out from Wreck-It Ralph on, as a physical game. And it works. And you play it just like in the... I got it for Logan, but also I've played it, and it is great. I you love got it this for thing. yourself? Yes. Yeah. No, no, it's in Logan's room. It's not in here. 
I I only play Unless it you when, want to play it. when one of the kids has left it somewhere. I will pick it up and play it. But I thought it was very very smart for this company and for Disney to do that. Now I just need the original Fix It Felix, which I have no idea what that is. So that's awesome. All right. Oh my God, man, this one's gonna be hellaciously long. But but let's let's not give up on on have you seen it because this week for have you seen it i i want to do our very a, october themed have you seen it by the way yeah 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 a, a double whammy this week with uh let's talk about a movie and talk about a trailer pertaining to that movie let's what talk- are your thoughts on the new pet cemetery and the original pet cemetery pet cemetery is a movie I have never seen, but I know plenty about. I know I know absolutely everything that happens in that movie. No, you don't. I I have a problem. I have a problem with children being hurt, and this movie is predicated on children being hurt. Like whenever, so the trailer you're talking about when when the semi goes by. When she jumped, yeah. I jumped. I was like, oh, no, I don't know if oh, I can no. finish your, your this. Stu- your stomach's churning uh, because you know uh, what's coming. But uh, but you've never seen the original. No, I, I've seen bits and pieces. I've never seen the oh, scene. Oh, my goodness. I know about the Achilles. Well, the Achilles. I know about, I've seen the kid it, being it creepy. It doesn't matter, man. You I, need but, to see uh, that stuff. You I need don't to know. visually see I, it. Nah, yes. I don't that know. Is, it I is on Have You Seen It? And you are saying no. My uh, No, I'm saying I don't know. I'm not saying let me I, let me just say my my biggest thing that uh, I took out of this trailer I I loved the first uh, Pet Cemetery uh, it's up there with one of my favorite Stephen King films and when I heard that this was getting the reboot I thought this is one that deserves it this is one that we could expand on and tell more of that story because I've read this book probably two or three times. The fact that in this trailer we get to see uh, what appears to be, you know, the the Indian tribe that we learned very little about in the first movie that Judd told us about. Um, we we appear to be getting more of that story, which is very book related. Um, a lot of that stuff takes takes you know into account why the cemetery is the way it is, and and another thing that we learned was. I always wondered how they were going to replace Fred Gwynn. You know, Fred Gwynn has the delivery that sets the tone for that movie. There's so much that he does about that road. And sometimes dead is better. Uh, You know, that's just that's just Fred Gwynn being totally amazing. And when I seen it was John Lithgow. I all I was nothing but relief because if anybody can hold a candle and bring to life the character of Judd, it is John Lithgow. He he never lets me down. He is so amazing on Third Rock from the Sun. He's amazing on Dexter. He's awesome on How I Met Your Mother. John Lithgow is the Swiss Army knife of freaking actors, and he is going to nail this role. Um, and not to mention modern technology is going to allow us to tell this story in a way creepier way. Uh, hopefully we get, like I said, a little bit more of the book. I love the original film. 
if you haven't seen Pet Cemetery like Ricky, uh, I highly suggest looking it up. I think it's out there on one of the streaming services right now. I remember asking Alexa the other day if it was on there, and she said yes to one of them, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, one of those. It is on there. Give it a watch because I really think that you need to see this one before the new one because I think the new one's going to bring to light a lot of the stuff that the old one didn't address properly, but it's still a great film. So Pet Cemetery definitely gets a thumbs up from me. I don't know, dude. Let's talk about some of the problems I have with this movie. Now, number one. The, the number movie that one. you haven't seen. You have problems with the movie that you haven't seen. Number All one. Right? This is, this is why... Years. This is why Stephen King is such a great horror writer because he taps in to that primal fear of whatever he's talking about. Like Pet mm-hmm. Cemetery is a movie to where, like, I know, I know I would do the same thing this father did. I know that Sean would do the same thing this father did because we're fathers. And. Right. You know, the, uh, cause it, it's, it's, it gets you, it gets you in there. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I've never, I've never read the book. I've never watched the movie. This movie has freaked me out since I've learned the premise of it. And it's probably a great movie and it probably will put you in a, in the Halloween spirit. Like you would not believe, but, uh, I don't know, dude, it would have to, I would have to be alone with a box of tissues and some Valium, I guess. I don't know. Oh, it, it, we're, we're excited. Uh, Michelle and I have already said we're setting aside a weekend the moment that hits because <laughs> we, we are both huge fans of the original movie. Uh, all right. Well, let me let me talk about some some more uh, 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 light fare. Um, my, my Have You Seen It, we watched today, Corpse Bride, uh, Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. Helen Bonham yeah. Carter, Christopher Lee, you know, the, yeah. the usual suspects in a Tim Burton film. Absolutely. Uh, it's really great. It's like a studios before they did, you know, Kubo and the Two Strings. I mean, it's amazing stop motion. It is it is the one of the most Tim Burton things you can do besides um like Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. And, and I think that's where that's where Corpse Bride runs into slight issues is a lot of people try to compare it to Nightmare Before Christmas. And they are two totally different. Uh, oh, they're absolutely, absolutely they are different. There's different yeah. storytelling techniques. Yeah. There's different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the very, um, the very front don't, of the movie. Don't, if you compare just straight up head to head, Corpse Bride doesn't. It doesn't feel like it holds up the way A Nightmare Before Christmas does. But in its own way, it is an incredible movie. I, I love Corpse Bride. Yeah, Corp- it, it just tells a story in a different way. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. That's where people get into trouble is Corpse Bride is a great Tim Burton movie. Nightmare mm-hmm. Before Christmas is a great holiday movie. People, It's in a different category. It's something you specifically watch at Halloween or Christmas. It is one of the, it is, it is like pulling off a Christmas story, Christmas vacation. It's there. It's in those kind of movies. And to, to compare it is apples and oranges. I mean, yes, you could say, well, the, the style and blah, 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 but it's a different storytelling. It's a different mechanic. Corpse Ride is not in any way 
Nightmare Before Christmas. Don't let me lead you down that primrose path. Yeah. But it it's a great movie. I mean, I ha- I was explaining to my son, like, the first five minutes of the movie, he's like, I don't know if I like this. I'm like, well, why not? He's like, everything's gray. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not It's not gray. He's like, it's in black and white. I'm like, no, take a, take a look at what's going on. Um the story it's it's part of the storytelling everything in the living world and we hadn't got to the dead world yet everything in the living world mm-hmm. is so muted it looks gray and dead i mean but there are colors there there's a yellow tabby in there there's a, a there's a first thing he does is take a, a butterfly that he's had in his room and lets it go and it's a beautiful blue you know butterfly and everything else around it is in black and white i mean uh, Spielberg did it with Schindler's List. I mean, it's how you... It, the world is so cold and everything else, but there is still life and vibrant stuff that you you notice every so often. And the way Burton told the story was the living world is kind of dead and muted and cold, but the dead world, when, when he gets there, is all vibrant colors and it's all alive with, you know, people having a great time and the living, you know, it, it's it's that juxtaposition that he's using to tell that story with. And, and then on top of that, you have the entire uh, 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 structure of the story, which is, which is really good. I mean, it's a kid's, you know, Tim Burton kid's romp of, you know. Oh, this corpse ride. He's the hero, and he's got to figure out about, you know, how why she perished, and you know, is he actually her hero or the, you know, it's a story in itself, and it's great to look at, and it's a great piece of art. It really is. I mean, Tim Burton does a great job at that. And it's don't get me wrong, Tim Burton movie. It feels like Tim Burton. It's got Tim Burton's fingerprints everywhere. But on top of that, it's a great movie. And great it's great movie. for Halloween, and it's great for any time. If you haven't seen Corpse Bride, please watch it. Absolutely. Well, man, uh, if you have nothing to add, that will put us on the wrap it up trail. I do have something to add. It looks like Venom um, went past three hundred and seventy-eight million worldwide. That ain't bad. Good job, Venom. Um, I- I'm hoping to add to that. Uh, I know I'm not going to be able to do that for at least three weeks. My next two weekends are no, ours fuller is... than than you can even imagine. It yeah. was, it's going to be ridiculous. But probably but uh, the next time when I go see it'll be at either the Melba or possibly with you if it's still in theaters. Whenever we go to Comic Con, Comic Conway, yeah, Comic Conway. Uh, you you know it all depends on how work goes. All right. Well, that, that well man, uh, on social media, I am most active on Vero. Just look me up, Sean Thomas. Uh, very much active on there. Probably be posting some uh, silly skateboarding stuff here pretty soon. Uh, you know, use the GoPro. I got GoPro, GoPro straps and mounts for all that. So give it a check. Um, also pretty active on Twitter right now with sports going on. And, uh, you know, definitely promoting the podcast and all in all of its goodness there as well. You can find me at Maynard 98. Rick, you find me at Ricky Westbrook on Twitter. You can search Not So Southern Gentleman on Facebook. You can hit us up at Not So Southern Gentleman at Gmail dot com. That's right. Leave us an email. Like, seriously, uh, I know we've made jokes of it, but take take a few minutes out of your day. Send us uh, some crazy questions, you know, just two or three questions. Hey guys, I was wondering if y'all could talk about and list something and then say thanks. We'll we'll definitely mention you. We'll give you a shout and do our best to answer your questions. So hit us up. Forward, not so southern gentlemen. I'm Sean. 
I am uh, looking at football, Ricky. Y'all have a good one.